Good evening. Welcome to Lessons for Life podcast. I'm Troy Hutkins, and this is my guest, Graham Paulus Chuck. Graham, thank you for joining us tonight. Appreciate yeah, having no, you on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see you have some time to share some things with us. So hopefully people listening and watching can gain some insight and maybe get some ideas from your life experiences that they can use in their lives. So uh, yeah. to start with, who is Graham Polischuk? Uh I'm a, uh, uh, a dad, a husband, um, son, brother. Um, 40 years old, uh, been working for a long time. Um, uh, been married for a while as well. So, um, happily uh, married and have a couple kids. Pretty, uh, pretty happy guy. Awesome. Awesome. Who has been your greatest influence in your life, your mother or your father? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I like obviously I'd say both, but uh, you know when I think of my work life, um, you know I've been working uh, full time in a career since basically shortly after I turned eighteen. So, and my dad is definitely a hard worker and somebody I got my work ethic from. But I think uh, you know a lot of who I am and, and how I kind of handle myself and, and, and talk with folks, I think is, uh, is for my mom. So, um, biggest influence, awesome. uh, let's go with my mom by, uh, by a hair, by a hair. Yeah. Both, both parents are usually an influence in everyone's lives and for different reasons, which yeah, is absolutely. always amazing because you gain things from everybody. Yeah. That's sure. awesome. Um, of all the good traits your mother has shown you, what is one that you would like to take and pass along to your younger generations? Uh, I think I just, uh, she was very uh, caring and compassionate. And uh, she's, you know, that was something that I definitely would want uh, my girls to kind of have going forward and hope that uh, I'm that example or an example of that to them as well. So. Nice. Awesome. What about your dad? Good traits from him that you would like to pass on? Oh, you know, he's, uh, he's a very driven guy. Um, you know, you taught me that, you know, you don't, you know, nothing's coming for free and you, and you got to work for things. And, uh, he's just a guy who's continually been driven and, um, you know, worked through his life and, and, uh, you know, has, has done quite well for himself. The other thing is he's, he wasn't afraid to make certain decisions or moves at certain times when he saw an opportunity, uh, which is another thing that I really admired and, and uh, try sometimes to uh, kind of jump on uh, an opportunity if it, if it makes sense for a family. Nice. Nice. Growing up, did you, you've had brothers and sisters. I, I don't know. Yeah, I have a sister. Okay. Growing up, has your sister had an impact in your life and who you are yeah. now? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, yeah, my sister and I were very different growing up. Um, 
she was uh she's two years older than me and uh yeah we we had very different experiences in our home so um you know i would i would always be working and i would go with my dad and i'd do jobs and sometimes i'd come home from school and uh, we had a big my dad had a insulating business to insulate homes the insulating trailer would be there and i know i'd had to go go and work that night my sister i can't barely remember her ever going on a job or doing any of that so um but you know as far as her influence on me like like during high school she she really in junior high she told me just don't talk to me at school don't say anything she's <laughs> an older sister you know yeah but then when i got done school and like kind of around when i turned 18 she you know she like called me up and it was like we were best friends and i guess what she taught me was that people aren't always the same. Like they change and that that's okay. Like you can accept that and that, uh, you know, sometimes people are a certain way for whatever reasons, but you know, um, you know, they might, they might change and they might come back to you and it's not cause they're being fake. It's just, it's just things that have happened in their life. So, uh, don't judge them. Nice. Nice. Yeah. People change and evolve through your life, depending what you go through. Right. Yeah, for sure. Which person outside of your family do you think has had the largest impact on you? Oh man, I've had some, I've had the fortune of being around some great people. Um, I had, uh, probably the third year of my apprenticeship. I had, uh, I moved to, uh, a different area of the upgrade I was working at and uh, I got a new boss and the way he treated me and just watching his leadership and his style of his leadership, um, you know, uh, he was very inspiring to me and he really shaped the way I kind of shifted my career after, uh, you know, I finished my trade and, um, and just the way, you know, just modeling myself after some of his, his leadership traits, I think, has helped me through my career. Uh, this fellow by the name of Stan McDonnell. He was, uh, he was a really good guy. Nice. Awesome. Um, how important is uh, education in your life? Well, education's pretty important. Uh, you know, my, my dad being a guy who's you know, he's, he's off the farm and he didn't finish high school. He's close, but, uh, basically left and, and him and his buddy, uh, both went to McMurray kind of with nothing. And, and then they both became businessmen there and did very well from themselves. And, uh, you know, he has always kind of said, you know, ah, you know, you don't need a ton of education. It's, it's going to be, you can, you know, you're driven and you make good decisions and you want to do things, you, you can do them. But on the other hand, I've seen where education can really help enhance some of these decisions and and, uh, and help you with the way, um, you know, the, the options you have in your life and whatnot. And then being married to, uh, to Jenny, to my wife, uh, seeing the education she's received and how that's helped her in her life, um, whether it's professionally or, or in the home. Uh, really highlighted to me how important uh, trying to get a good education is and whatever that might be for you. Uh, there's def a pile of different kinds of education, but, but always right. learning is definitely an important thing. 
Yeah, never stop, right? That's right. Never stop learning. So what would you say carries more importance, classroom or life lessons? Oh, you know, um, yes, back to it'll be close, but I would say life lessons, uh, you know, you learn a lot uh, about about people, about how to act, about yourself um, in life. Um, and, you know, in school, you learn a bit about, about that as well, maybe more strategies and stuff on how to do those things. But, but yeah, in life, uh, you kind of get that instant feedback, you usually right away of what decision you made, whether it was a good one or a bad one. So uh, okay. it's not a right or a wrong, it's uh, actual action. So um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, life lessons to me have been probably more important, I think. So probably schooling gives you a basis a starting point maybe yeah and life le- life lessons carries you through and gives you the knowledge yeah or the I'd, extended knowledge yeah a hundred percent yeah something like that yeah it's uh it definitely can set you up so that uh you know education can set you up to come into uh you know life and careers and stuff like that uh you know, maybe uh, more well-equipped and as far as knowledge goes uh, to the field you're in. But uh, yeah, life lessons are also going to help you get through those situations you're going to have to go with, with, with people and, and real experiences. So, Right. Okay. So, so with education and whether it be life lessons or in a classroom, um, how do you know when you know? Hmm. How do you know when you know? Um, well, I guess yeah. when it becomes easy, you kind of know, you know. Okay. Like when when you start thinking, okay, I got this. Like, uh, this this is pretty easy stuff. I, you know, I, I I can think back to tests. It's been a while, but now I more so think of because I, I usually have to do quite a few presentations and whatnot at work or get in front of folks and, and, and talk about a certain subject. And I can always kind of self gauge myself on, you know, how well I did, which means how much I knew that subject I was talking about. Okay. Um, just by how that presentation went, how I felt it went. Was it easy for me to talk through it and go through it? If it was, it's because I, I knew what I was talking about and it was, uh, I was educated and, and it was pretty easy when I find that I've maybe stumbled my way through it a little bit, eh, probably wasn't prepared enough. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, who is your idol? Who do you look at and say, I want to be like them. I want to do what they're doing or, or how they are, or what they stand for. Oh, well, this probably sound corny, but uh, I'd say my wife, uh, Jenny, she, uh, she's really been an idol for me since I met her. I don't think I ever met anybody that, uh, cared so much about others than, uh, when I met her. So, um, yeah, it was pretty quick after I met her that, yeah, she was, uh, just the way she talked to people and her energy and the way that, uh, she cared nice. for people. Um, yeah, she's- she was. 
She's a tiny girl, but she's a big person. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Absolutely she's amazing. She is. Yeah. Um. You've played sports through mm-hmm. your life growing up and stuff. What kind of uh, experience have you gained from being part of a team or in a team environment? And I guess that could relate to your work as well because you're in a team environment at work. Yeah. But I, I you know, if I relate back to sports, so, um, you know, I got into a program in McMurray to get me, uh, got me into an apprenticeship when I was, I was actually 17 and just turned 18 after the program started. And I was, uh, was pretty lucky to get into it. I just graduated high school. I was going to be going to Nate. Um, got into this apprenticeship and decided to give it a whirl. And, and uh, you know, as my dad said, go through the four years, get your ticket. And if it's not your cup of tea, you got a ticket and you can go to school. And if you ever need to work, you got your ticket. So I did that. But and when I first went to work, yeah, you're on teams. You're always working with teams. But doing sports, being part of sports teams, uh, you know, as football, baseball, hockey, um, you have to learn how to be around many different personalities. You have to learn how to come together and have a common goal and, and all these personalities working towards, you know, the same goals. So it's it's very similar to when you get out there in work life and you got to work with a team. So Nice. Uh, sports sports was a big influence for me um you know i love sports growing up and i still love sports so uh yeah yes. they're, they're great so relating to sports what about your coaches what kind of influence did your coaches have on the team or on you as an individual uh coaches i mean made a lot of the difference um you know it's one of the other parts of uh going through playing sports is we had some coaches that were so motivating and just, you know, they get the most out of you. And they also, at the end of the day, you know, they might be yelling, they might be screaming, but at the end of the day, you felt like they made you feel like you're a very important part of the team and that, uh, you know, what you did out there was, was great and they appreciate you giving your all. Um, and then they also have some coaches that, you know, didn't do a great job of that and and uh you know maybe maybe you didn't feel so great after some of the games or the season or you felt like you know they were maybe uh you know not appropriate all the time or whatnot but those are things you got to learn you got to deal with because those are situations that are going to come at you in life so right Um, similar things that might come at you during your work life as well exactly yeah right okay what is your why? Oh, my why. Um, my why. Well, my why is it's in this house. It's in my house. Um, and really comes down to it's, uh, it. It really is all about family. But, you know, nice. in the end, it, you know, my wife, my children, my home, um, you know, what we've created together is my why for, for myself personally. And like when I go to work and I think about my why, I'd think about like, you know, the place I'm working, you know, I want to, I want what I'm doing to, uh, 
to contribute to our, our business and make it, you know, the most successful in that industry so that, you know, we're, we're, we're part of the best team. We're, we're producing the best things and doing the best job. So nice. Um, yeah, those, those are kind of the whys uh, in my life. Nice. Awesome. What is your biggest motivator? Oh, biggest motivator is my why. Uh, okay. Fair uh, enough. It's, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, my family and, and really coming home, seeing the smiles of my family and, and seeing my daughters happy and seeing, you know, uh, my wife happy. Um, those are huge motivators to me. That's really, to me, that's what it's all about is, is, uh, is making sure, you know, we're all happy. Um, awesome. You know, things can go up, things can go down, but as long as we can, we can have a happy home. That's motivation for me. Awesome. And seeing the more, the, the Oilers win. And seeing the Oilers win. That's definitely a big <laughs> motivator. So, uh, yeah. What is your biggest fear other than Connor McDavid getting traded? Yeah. Or injured again. Oh, or man. injured again. Yeah. Um, Oh, my biggest fear is probably, um, you know, is making a mistake, whether it's uh, like professionally or or personally kind of, you know, health wise or something or me doing something to myself that hurts our family. Yeah, that's that's kind of one of my biggest fears right, right now. I think it always has been what inspired you to choose the career you're in? Well, um, uh, money's a bad answer, right? No, I guess there's no wrong answers, is there? Um, I, I, you know what? I always like growing up. So it's funny cause I was, uh, accepted to school for like uh, business stuff, like business, uh, degree, whatever. Um, and it's funny cause my dad really didn't know that. He just knew I was going to Nate for something and he had small businesses and ultimately he wanted me to kind of take over those. But, uh, I, I wasn't, and that wasn't really a direction I wanted to go into, but you, you never know. But, uh, I, so I got accepted to Nate and then I, uh, this, uh, program called the co-op program in Fort McMurray came up and basically, uh, I think there's 28 of us that, uh, got, granted apprenticeships and what this program does is sponsored by some of the major companies in Fort McMurray and basically they they uh, guarantee you your hours for four years to get your ticket and then after you get your ticket you know maybe there's a chance you get a job at at one of those those places but really just to get guaranteed hours for your ticket that's it's a pretty good deal so um so I I applied and I had some conversations with my dad. Um, and, you know, again, we had that conversation about, you know, it's four years. And if you, uh, if you don't like it at the end and, you know, go back to college and, you know, you can work in the summers as you trade and make some money and probably pay for your education. And didn't seem to be a lot of uh, bad reasons not to, to get into trade. So I got into, uh, I applied, 28 of us got chosen out of 400 applicants. Nice. And, um, you know, I was pretty excited. Like I said, fresh out of high school and um, just gung-ho. 
I liked working uh, kind of in the trades, like working with my hands, building things, doing things. So uh, it made sense for me. Uh, and they placed me as a, as a pipe fitter, and I had no clue what that meant. Um, my dad was a mechanic, and, and I'd, I'd call him a carpenter, although he's not a ticketed carpenter, but the guys built a dozen houses and renovated half a dozen and built buildings and offices and storage buildings and all kinds of stuff. He's, he's, a, he's a jack of all trades, that guy. So anyway, got into this, but none of us, either of us had any real clue what, what a pipe fitter would do. So uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to go for it and give it a whirl. Went out to uh, one of the big plants in McMurray and first day the journeyman's driving me around and he says, do you know what we do and if we work on? I'm like, I really don't know. And he said, well, look around. What do you see? And we were driving through the plant, big upgrader and uh, a refinery type uh, plant. And there's pipes everywhere. And I'm like, oh, there's piping everywhere. He goes, well, everything you see, you work on. So kind of learn that you're, you're, you're kind of doing everything out there, a lot of things. So uh, the, the four years I spent apprenticing, uh, they were fantastic. And then the different opportunities that uh, presented themselves at the at the plan over the four years, definitely. Um, there's, there's, I recognize as an opportunity at a pretty great career and, uh, and the teams I was working with, to go back to that team thing, they were fantastic. Nice. And, uh, I hit my third year and I started working with, uh, that, with my, my leader at the time, Stan. And, uh, you know, he got me uh, what's called a letter of intent that year that said, you know, once you're done, we're hiring you. Nice. Um, and uh yeah just just the way we worked it was yeah it was it was great so i guess going into the career i didn't really know what to what what was going to come at me but uh you know after a few years i i realized that i think i i hit it pretty good with this trade it turned out uh, really good perfect excellent that's awesome um what if is is there anything else that you would like to do? Oh, one thing I would love to do is, uh, is get my pilot's license. Nice. Um, whether that's like for a single engine Cessna or whatever, but, um, yeah, I'd always, I always wanted to fly. Um, I had some buddies in McMurray, one particular that he, uh, he had his pilot's license and he had a small plane out at the airport and he took us up a few times and he'd let me take the controls over and whatnot. And nice. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was always pretty special. So yeah, it's something I've always enjoyed and, and, you know, with all the flying, uh, you know, I've done in my life, I still, I still get pretty excited getting on a plane. Nice. So if there was anything you could do without any possibility of failure, what would it be? Hmm. Man. Any possibility of failure. Yeah. You know, like family wise, I think, you know, I I'd want the best for them, but I again I, I just feel like if we're happy, we're happy. Selfishly, personally, I I'd you know, go to space or be an nice. astronaut or something for a bit. Something like that. That would be Maybe nice. it's an adventurous side of me or something, but uh, yeah, space, flying, all that has always been 
Nice. Very intriguing to me. So awesome. What do you do in your spare time to take your mind off things? Oof. Well, it kind of does zone out. Um, you know, one of my, uh, one of my passions is, uh, Oilers hockey. And, uh, I try to go to, you know, many games as I can and bring one of my daughters or, or Jenny and, uh, you know, that gets my mind off, you know, the stresses of work and maybe family and whatnot. Just lets that, everything go. Yeah. Um, you know, sports is definitely one way. Um, and that's kind of a way I can get away from things and then focus on something else I love to truly kind of relax and get away to me going to the mountains does that for me. Um, I feel like when I go to the mountains, the enormity of the mountains just make me feel like, like I don't, insignificant is a bad way to put it, but kind of what I mean is just small speck. It's, yeah. It's, it's not all of me. Like my problems aren't the biggest things in the world to worry about, you know, and, yeah. and it's just a place for me to kind of zone out and, and think about things and kind of recharge and, and reset myself. So that's yeah, kind of a couple ways that I, Nice. I take my mind off things. What's the biggest lesson you think you've learned in your life so far? Um, my biggest lesson, I think, uh, I, so I think of like how our highest highs and lowest lows just constantly are spreading apart. So your highest highs are always getting higher and your lowest lows are always getting lower. Okay. Um, and and you know those things that used to bug you maybe don't bug you so much anymore because you know that that gap spread so much things happen in life and you just you learn how to deal with things you move on from things and then everything kind of means something different to you but it also it makes me reflect back to you know when i think of my kids and i think of you know maybe some of the youth or whatever that i'm working with or or anybody i'm working with or or dealing with is that you know just because they're not big deals to me anymore, they're still big deals to other people. So um, right. they still mean something. So just not to discount those things as you get older, um, but just also recognizing that, you know, personally that, you know, things change kind of, you know. Nice, nice. Um, what's one thing in your life that you've accomplished so far that you're most proud of? Um. I'd say, you know, uh, again, kind of, it's, it's in, it's in my home, you know, um, our family, uh, you know, being married to, to Jenny for, uh, you know, it's 17 going on 18 years. Um, that's been a huge accomplishment meeting Jenny, uh, establishing our relationship, having our children. That was quite, uh, Nice. An accomplishment for us. It took us a while, but uh, yeah, I'd just say it's, it's our home. Nice. Awesome. What's something that you've done in your life that you wish you could go back and change? Uh, hmm. uh, some of my uh, friends, I ended up, I wouldn't say we have rocky relationships, but maybe 
I didn't keep in touch with them enough and we kind of distance apart a bit. And, uh, I know some of them have went through some rough times, uh, just cause I hear about it. And yeah, sometimes I feel like, uh, maybe if I would have kept the relationship a little stronger, they might've had, you know, they could have leaned on my shoulder a bit, uh, if needed. Yeah. Could use a friend. Yeah. 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 What one thing do you think in your past has given you your greatest life lesson? Um, well, I probably have to say, uh, there's tough, there's a few, but you know, I keep thinking, uh, back to, um, you know, my mom passing away in 2009 and, uh, you know, you know, when I say our highest highs and our lowest lows as we get older and go through different experiences, you know, that's kind of one of those moments that, um, you know, it was really tough. Um, but you know, my, my life lesson, greatest part of that, just the the way that we got to spend time with my mom before uh, she passed and um, really just reflecting on what happened and the compassion we received and, and uh, the way I kind of thought about situations after that um, and how to deal with people and, and kind of how you understand people and how they feel during uh, different, different situations. Kind of, I think that's one thing that's really, kind of changed who I am as a big, okay. big lesson. Perfect. What is your idea of perfect happiness? Oh, perfect happiness. I mean, you know, I don't know, like in the Caribbean somewhere with my family, just reading a book and taking it easy, but, uh, nice. you know, it always, it nice. always comes back to, to the family and, and just, again, nice. just seeing smiles and, and, uh, feeling, true joy of the family and uh um you know having that that feeling inside of you when you know things are good awesome so family is a very important part of your life yeah family's a big one that's that's number one for sure awesome how important are good or positive relationships in your life Oh, they're super important to uh, go back to, you know, uh, one of the things I wish I changed just, um, you know, having good relationships with people so that when times uh, are tough uh, for yourself or for others that, um, you know, that, you know, you got somewhere where you can kind of go and, and, and somebody that you can, you can talk to, uh, very difficult going through life when, um, uh, when you feel like, uh, you know, there's nobody on your side. So, right. so definitely, definitely important to have those good relationships so that you, you know, you have that support for, uh, friends and family, you know? Nice. How important is it to have a positive attitude in all your dealings, whether it be with family, friends, work, or even in your alone time? Oh, it's, uh, yeah, that's, very important. I think, um, go back to work for this one, but, uh, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a turnaround manager, turnaround supervisor. I've done a lot of different jobs and turnarounds where, 
you know, turnaround is where you spend a year or two, you plan to do, you know, hundreds of thousands of hours worth of work and like in a couple of weeks, you know, or, or a month. So uh, you, you, we bring in, you know, sometimes thousands of people 24 seven, we run this job and things are happening. You're doing, you know, you're doing 50 to hundred jobs a day are getting done. Decisions are getting made. There's a lot of stress. Things aren't always going right. Um, and man, I, I've seen it in rooms where, you know, when, when people aren't positive or composed and, and, and kind of setting that vibe, the whole room just reacts. So you really influence people with how you're coming across. If you're coming across in a negative vibe or, or kind of stressful or, or uh, you know, conflicting or confronting with people, it gets really negative real quick. So having that positive attitude that, uh, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, bringing a bit of light to, to a situation, yeah, like instantly changes things and can change the whole mentality of a team. And, uh, and, and people are going to, people are happier. People respond better. People work better. People are, you know, uh, enjoy their time more when they're positive. So, um, it's very important to keep it, keep it that way. Awesome. Yeah. Your, your attitude wears off on others that are around you, whether it's positive or negative. I think, yeah. like you said, the room reacts to the vibe that you're putting out. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, do you do any sort of meditation or yoga or any sort of self-healing or self-awareness? Uh, no. Uh, well, I should say no. Cause uh, new Oilers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's an up and down relationship sometimes. <laughs> but, um, no, uh, absolutely. So, um, I'd say personally for me, it's, uh, you know, I find, um, when I'm at home or, you know, we're going through kind of our routine of life, uh, for me, that's through prayer is kind of my meditation and my chance to kind of, you know, I have a, you know, two way conversation with, uh, with heavenly father. And I just kind of, I can self reflect and think and talk and, and it really kind of centers me and uh, nice. brings me peace and balance. Um, nice. And like I said, otherwise like traveling is definitely a passion for our family. And, uh, one of the things that we do, like, I find like when we go to the mountains, I, like I said, I love the mountains. I kind of feel like I can center myself there and, or, or wherever we might travel, even big road trips we do just, just driving through the country or, you know, we do quite a few cruises, uh, sailing along the ocean and just listening to the ocean and thinking about life is, is another place where I'll just kind of center myself. Uh, nice. 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 That's awesome. If you could write a letter to your younger self, what age would it be? And what advice would you give? Um, it'd probably be like 13 year old me. And it would, uh, so when I was 13, my parents, uh, they split up the, uh, the summer I turned 13. Uh, well, I was 13. It was the summer when I was 13. And, uh, that summer, 
I kind of started getting into things that I probably shouldn't. Um, and I probably write a letter back to myself, like, you know, uh, make smart decisions. Um, and maybe at that point, look for other things to, uh, help get your mind off things other than maybe, you know, some of the, uh, more negative choices I made there, but yeah. So, so smart decisions and maybe, uh, hang out with the hockey team. Yeah. You know, yeah. Get, get that direction going. Yeah, exactly. If you could have lunch and a chat with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Well, oh, like, I don't think I can say Jesus, can I? Um, well, I don't know. Would I don't that know. be one you would like to do? <laughs> yeah, I think, like, well, it'd be, it'd be super uh, interesting conversation. Um, You'd get some uh, pretty good insight, wouldn't you? I'd get good insight, for sure, <laughs> and good guidance. Right? <laughs> be interesting to see if there's a sense of humor there i'd imagine there is I, I, there must be um look at, look at zebras yeah that's right yeah <laughs> i i think someone else like would be like uh you know uh like a buzz algren or something like that uh somebody who kind of went into space and went to the moon um yeah, somebody like that would be pretty cool to talk to and have a chat with be pretty interesting yeah that would be amazing to yeah. to get some experiences and some especially as something that's a passion of yours right yeah you know talk yeah. to somebody that's already been there or done that yeah and out of this world experience yes yeah for sure yeah if you could live anywhere in the world where would it be oh if i could live anywhere in the world um Boy, I, you know, I love the mountains and, you know, I really enjoy being around the ocean. Also, probably would enjoy, you know what, I'm going to say San Jose. Because we, uh, Jenny and I had spent some time there before we had our children. And uh, I was actually, went to an Oilers game. We went to a San Jose Oilers game there. And, uh Oilers, I'm wearing my Oilers jersey, and this guy behind me is from Toronto, asked me if I'm from Canada, and he's like, oh, you got to come here and work. He's like, I golf during the day, I can go snowboarding the next day, I can go surfing the next day. The mountains, you can see snow, but it's also plus 20-something, plus 30, and you've got the beach in front of you, so um, it kind of hits all my uh, my likes. So we always joked around when, when things were bad, or there's a bad snowstorm or something, we kind of joke around. We'd, we kind of just say San Jose and remind ourselves about that. So, yeah, that's always something to look forward to, right? Yeah. When I yeah. lived in Washington, it was the same thing. In a matter of two hours, we could drive to the desert, up to the snow, to the beach, yeah. on the ocean. Like it's just, it's right. the middle of paradise. Yeah, it's beautiful area. Yeah. yeah, that's a beautiful area too. Like at first, I wanted to say like you know, Vancouver, Vancouver Island or that area there. But uh, yeah, just remembered San Jose. So that's kind of, it's beautiful. The West Coast is beautiful. 
my wife and I spent a week in San Diego and that's a place that I would go. That would be awesome. Just amazing weather and stuff. Just, yeah, we stayed a week in Carlsbad, which is just North of San Diego with our girls. And I don't know how we found this hotel, but it was like paradise. Uh, you know, beach, just every night going to bed, you could hear the waves crashing and it's just, what a, what a place. One of the, and I, one of the leadership courses I did at work, they tell you, you know, when things are real stressful and if you need to get away, go to kind of a quiet place or to your office or whatever. And, you know, you can turn the lights down if you need to and go to your happy place. So it kind of like go to your happy place. So yeah. I think of those places and that's where I'll think of sometimes if I need to pick myself up. So nice that is awesome it's awesome to have something like that to remind yourself and just like you said before kind of center yourself right yeah get yourself back in the zone yeah exactly yeah Yeah, that's awesome uh what type of music makes you happy what's your go-to for feel-good music oh well like Happy music. Um, yeah, it depends for me. But uh, as weird as it sounds, probably like grunge or punk. This is music I really, like I listened to a lot growing up and I guess it always energizes me, which I find when I'm usually need to listen to music and kind of need some energy and and that does now there's different types of those musics and some of them are pretty downer and some of them are a little more uplifting or, or upbeat. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a bit of that. And then, I mean, I listen to all kinds of music. Um, uh, Jenny's really, she's her, her parents are pretty, uh, pretty heavy into the kind of the, uh, the seventies rock and the sixties, uh, rock and pop music. So, Beatles and Elton John and you know Cat uh, Stevens and all that we were listening to all the time at home so uh, I've come to love a lot of that music too so a lot of that makes nice. me happy okay so that being said if you were stranded on a desert island and the device you had would never die but it could only play one song over and over and over and never stop what song would it be Oh, man. What what do you think you could listen to forever? <laughs> Boy, I am going... I think I'm going to have to go... Uh... This is it's a bit out there, I guess, but I'm going to go with... Uh song called uh fell on black days by Soundgarden. um okay and it's just a song i i i love the song how the song uh flows the role the rhythm the tempo and and uh chris cornell to me is the singer of Soundgarden. he is uh one of the best voices ever so it's a voice i could listen to uh over and over and if i could have an acoustic cut of that song i might take that uh, we nice. did Chris Cornell acoustic at the Jubilee here in Edmonton. And uh, yeah, man, it was, that was uh, that nice. was a beautiful rendition of the song. So Awesome. So one final question. This one I took from 
another podcast I used to listen to. Uh, if you went through your life, you learned everything you've ever wanted to learn, you've accomplished everything you've ever dreamed of accomplishing, you've never failed at anything, and you've just become the brightest, most knowledgeable person you could ever be. When you pass, everything you've learned has to go with you. Nobody would know who Graham Paulus Chuck is. But you could leave behind three lessons for life for future generations. What would those lessons be? Oh, three lessons. Um, well, I think the first one I think of is like, um, you know, learn to love. Um, I, I believe you know, like your greatest joy comes from that has in my life. Um, and sometimes it can be a bit risky or people can feel that opening themselves up kind of, uh, can be tough, but that that's kind of when kind of to learn to love, um, uh, learn to laugh would be the next one. You, you gotta have things that, that make you laugh. Um, you know, um, don't think that that's something you don't need in life or that it's immature or something like that, but always kind of have that thing that you can go to, to, to kind of get, get a smile on your face. Um, and then, you know, the other one is, uh, probably the third one. And you know, to me, caring for people is, is definitely a big one. Um, but I think I'm going to go with, uh, just, you know, uh, have a work ethic and know that you're going to have, you know, uh, it takes a bit of work to get through life. So don't be afraid of doing a bit of work and, and know that it's coming. Awesome. Awesome. Learn to love, learn to laugh and work hard and get through life. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. That is amazing. Graham, I appreciate your time tonight. Uh, thanks for sharing things with us. Uh, hopefully people that are watching and listening can take some advice from our conversation and maybe, you know, use those things in their lives or maybe they've had similar experiences to you and realize they're not the only ones, you know, hopefully yeah. people enjoy it. I appreciate your time again. This has been Lessons for Life. I'm Troy Hudkins. And my guest, Graham Paulus, Chuck, tune in again for another episode coming soon. Thank you very much. Goodbye.